that it's sunlight the God that it's sunlight That don't even matter cause my niggas shoot it out in the sunlight I should be beyond all this stove shit I be on When I hit the kitchen I feel like Celine Dion It's all coming back to me now Vision came alive in your face, I'm the 3D guy He started dancing when them bullets hit his side Pray they miss him, shoot a sped off like Missy, like hee hee ha Wish them bitches used to hate could see me now Smelling like Moschino Fresh and Aston Martin DB9 Crabs in the bucket, they try and fuck us I dump on your bucket, you die ducking, fuck it Stove God, they praying to the oven Hundred thousand hundreds in my Louis Duffel Yo, 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 what up everybody, what up, what up, what up, welcome, 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 welcome to the Hood Loves Me podcast, I am your gracious host, Mitchell Brown, so good to be here, so excited to be back from a much needed break, right, um, it is, it is, it is vital, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, this is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast, thank you, Subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on um, a bunch of different platforms. Um, check us out. Thank you for being here. Um, it's important, right? It's it's important that we um, take care of ourselves, man. During this peculiar time that we're in, it's um, I mean, 2020, right? 2020, man. And I mean, shit, 2020 is almost over as I record this, man. You know what I mean? We're like halfway, more than halfway through 2020, bro. And it's, um, it's interesting. It is interesting, man. There's, there's, there's a lot of good news. There's a lot of bad news. And there's even more uncertain news that we have here, right? So since I've been gone, there's been, um, wrote that like reminds me. Since I've been gone. Uh, since I've been gone, since we've been gone, there, um, man, there's so much to talk about, bro. Right. Yo, how about the uh, the free Woj thing? Right. So so Adrian Wojnarowski, right. One of the best names in sports media, um, got in some hot water because uh, uh, a, a state senator from Missouri had, you know, tweeted him something about uh, like like the Black Lives Matter thing. Um, um, the, the NBA debating whether or not they're going to let their players put slogans on the back of on the backs of their jerseys as opposed to just the players' names. And, um, you know, Woj's response to this state senator was a simple fuck you, right? Now, hilarious. I thought that that was hilarious. But if you're, you know, a professional like Woj is, um, you can't do that. So, you know, ESPN suspended him for that and whatever. That's fine. But I, I'm, I'm not here to talk about like the discipline or whatever, whether 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 there should or shouldn't be. I, I don't I don't think that we as a society should be talking to people like that. Let, state senator or not. Um, but I'm going to say that. It's a real strange time when you have people that are advocating for social justice, advocating for social change in a major way. Um, you have people that are still protesting, right? People are still protesting. People are still fighting for justice. People are still fighting for the cancellation of anti-black racism. Uh, we still have not arrested the officers that murdered Breonna Taylor. Um, and the counter argument 
from the people are, what about Hong Kong? Like, if that's your counter argument, bro, you know what I'm saying? And like, and, and, and that's, to me at least from my side, all of the counters are so lazy. They're so poor. They're, they're terrible arguments. Any, any, any counter that, 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 that anybody has against any type of injustice. When women talk about the injustice that they receive, the counter is usually, oh, well, did you go to the cops? Yo, bro, nobody trusts the cops. Nobody likes the cops except for cops. So that bringing up that counter to this woman's claim, like, yo, I'm, I, I have not received justice. Who do I, oh, well, you got it. Oh, well, uh, uh, she didn't talk to the cops. Yo, bro, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? So that shit is lazy. And we're going to debate this and we're going to talk about this because this is, these are arguments that come from white people. And the only arguments that are important are the ones that come from white people. The only people's feelings that we have to consider are the white people's feelings. And that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So, um, before I, before I go, before I, before we get into the episode, I want to say RIP, uh, to Naya Rivera. That was an incredibly sad story. Um, it seems like today there's, um, I guess some closure to the story. Her body was discovered. Her body was found in, um, Lake Piru, whom I did not know. Lake Piru was, um, an actual place. I just thought all you blood niggas was just saying that shit for whatever reason. Shows what I know. But, um, this, this was an incredibly sad story. Um, some first responders, uh, seen a boat kind of floating aimlessly in the, the lake. There was a young child aboard this boat. Um, they found this child wearing a life vest and they also found an adult sized life vest on board also. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, this is, this is extremely sad, um, for, you know, for that child, for that family. Um, for her friends, her loved ones. Um, and, you know, when there's times like this, I, I was unaware of, of the connection between Naya Rivera and Big Sean. Um, apparently, they used to be a thing or they, I, I don't know, the, the, like the details, of whatever. But y'all got to chill, right? Like, you know, when Mac Miller died, um, yeah, I was all up in like Ariana Grande shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, you gotta let people grieve, yo. Like, like somebody can grieve a an an ex, a former, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we we gotta chill. We gotta shut the fuck up. To be real, like as a and I mean I know I do this podcast and this podcast largely talks about um shit that goes on in other people's lives, shit that goes on in public society. But we still have to allow public individuals to have private moments. And um, this is this is a time where there's a lot of people nationally, globally, that are dealing with a lot of death. And we should allow those people the space that we would want to grieve and to get over the loss of a loved one, uh, regardless of how long ago you your relationship was intact. Because we don't know their personal relationships we don't you know what i'm saying we don't know 
Um, so yeah, man, we got a really good show. I am really excited to do the show. Um, I'm fresh. I'm back. We're ready to go. And uh, we're going to make this shit work, man. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with y'all after these uh, short messages. Y'all take it easy. Boom. Yo, yo. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Feels good. I'm I'm excited to be here. We we took like a like a I mean kind of like a week, almost like ten days, right? But we back, and there was hella shit to talk about. And today, so much happened today. And th- there used to be some level of consistency in which we used to do this. And then we try to switch it a little bit, um, have it come out earlier in the week, and then COVID. And then, you know, we realized how unimportant shit like structure was, right? And it's going to be so much more, I mean, everything is, everything is wonderfully screwed up. It's a wonderful feeling that things are so screwed up because if you're able to exist in this chaos, if you're able to function and navigate through this madness, you'll have a pretty good time. Or at least I'm having a pretty good time. Now, I mean, granted, I am not what most would consider like a normal person, right? I mean, I don't don't think anybody's a, a, a normal person per se. You know what I'm saying? We're all a little, you know, we're all a little screwed up. A little bit. Just varying degrees of screwed up if that's a word, right? But if you're able to navigate peacefully through this pandemic, this COVID whatever shit, it's a pretty soothing feeling, man. Right? I mean, you kind of, kind of have, you, you kind of have to have the disposition where, like, you're okay not taking a shower every day. You know what I mean? If you could be okay with not washing your ass every day, you, you, could, you could peacefully exist and navigate through this pandemic thing. The uncertainty of it. Is what fucks with a lot of people is what I'm noticing. And those of us that, you know, worked ourselves into these routines, um, we're realizing that, you know, it was a waste. It was a waste, really, right? For those of us that um, put a lot of stock into our careers or well, not so much our careers, but our jobs. And there's a lot of people whose, you know, jobs aren't even coming back. I mean, I mean, today I read an article saying that American Airlines has to get rid of something like 40,000 jobs before October. I mean, dude. You know? So I'm hella fortunate. We are hella fortunate here at the Hood Loves Me. And 
um, you know, it was just kind of good to just take a break, man. Take a break. Hang out. I think I went to the beach. I fell asleep on the sand. I had some pictures taken of me. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, good to kind of get away from the responsibility of it. Right. And, you know, with this podcast, this, 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 this podcast is a lot of responsibility. Except I don't, I mean, it's, it's not, not except it's a lot of responsibility and it's also a lot of work that goes into this podcast as well. And it's very difficult to do the real work and then do the podcast work. Um, but we do that shit and we do that shit because it's fun. We love it and y'all like it. So we're here, man. This is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast. Subscribe, rate, and comment. Um, news today that broke, man, that I, that I heard about. And I, and I mean, even though this this kind of happened o- o- over the weekend, but but you know, details are trickling in slowly but surely. During the intro, we spoke about uh, the unfortunate news um, of Naya Rivera. Um, and, you know, it's good to have some more fortunate news, I guess, with Meg The Stallion, right? Um, Meg was um, a gunshot victim. I, 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 yeah, yep. She, Meg said she was shot in the foot. Um, seems like she's okay. So that's good. Um... Like I said, lots of details are going to be kind of trickling in about this. So, something that's... All right, so, this is a... It's 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 tough to talk about this because I'm going to get something wrong. Because it's going to be a new detail, it's going to be a new something. But as we record this... um. Tory Lanez got arrested, I guess, the same day that Meg got shot. Um, don't know the details. I, I don't believe they have anything in common. Um, like, I don't believe that, like, Tory Lanez is the one that shot Megan. Um, I don't believe that there was any kind of, like, OK Corral, Wild Wild West gunfight between Tory Lanes and Megan versus whomever these assailants are, or these suspects are. I don't. I don't believe it was anything like that. I don't believe. I don't know either. I don't know shit about boxing. I just. I just don't believe it. I. I believe that the Meg incident, Meg getting shot, um, was something separate than Tory Lanes getting, you know, the gun charge. Granted, they may have happened at the same setting. I just think that those circumstances are separate circumstances. Maybe. Again, I don't know. Hopefully we find out. I'm just glad that nobody was, you know, seriously hurt, right? Um, not really sure what the... I don't, I'm not really sure what's going to happen with Tory Lanez, considering I don't believe Tory Lanez is an American citizen. Um... 
so you know i don't know right i don't i don't i, I mean i'm Usually when something like this happens, somebody takes the charge, right? You know, they got a goon that takes the weapons charge. Um, I don't know. One thing that I I think we should all pay attention to, right? I mean, with the news this past week of uh, um, they, they, they made an arrest in the killing of Pop Smoke, um, Pop Smoke was murdered in a very nice neighborhood in Los Angeles. This incident with Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez happened in a very similar neighborhood in Los Angeles. A few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, I'm not exactly sure of the time, but uh, Young Berg or, you know, I, I, don't, I don't remember... Uh, uh, fuck. Hitmaker, I think he, he goes by today. But he had an incident where, you know, um, some young woman tried to line him up, it, it, it seemed like, in a very similar part of town. I say that to say, um, be careful in Los Angeles. Right? It it, it, it seems like... Uh, it, it, you know, it, 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 it seems like they ain't fucking around in, in L.A. Not that they've ever really been fucking around in L.A., but, like, it's it's always curious to involve yourself in the different dynamics of nightlife as, as you go from different city to different city, right? Like, here in, I guess, like, the New York metro area, um, our nightlife is very different from other parts of the world or rather other parts of the United States. What I mean by that is in New York City, the club don't close till like five in the morning, right? So if you going out, like usually you might take a nap at like 9 p.m., you know? Take a little hour, hour and a half nap, take a shower, get dressed, right? You might get to the spot maybe one in the morning. And like, it's not even really crazy yet at one in the morning. So you be in the spot one in the morning, you jamming, you boom, 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 doing your thing. You might leave, it's like four. You know, you might go grab something to eat back when cafeteria was jumping, you go to cafeteria. And hopefully, you know, you have a good night. If not, you go home alone, you get some good sleep, you wake up and everything's fine. My first time hanging out in California, I was thoroughly disappointed that shit started shutting down at like midnight. And, like, maybe they ain't close the doors at midnight, but shit started dying at midnight. And it's like, damn, I thought that this was, you know, I mean, A, it's bad enough that, like, you know, West Coast midnight is my three in the morning. 
So you know what I'm saying? It's, I'm I'm fully prepared now. I'm like, yo, fuck it. We out here, killer Cali. We out, you know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, boom. And a lot of it revolves around you leave the spot, you go to a kickback at somebody's house. And very rarely do it be somebody that like you know like that. And oftentimes it be women. That be telling you, hey, we going to such and such house. Here's the come through. And you show up and it's like, I don't know. none. Of, I, I, I only came here because Tamika told me to come through. You know what I'm saying? So be careful. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just in general, right? Truthfully, during a time like this, I don't know if we should be fucking partying and all that. Anyway, in motherfuckers' houses... Um, we see a lot of y'all are some hard-headed, learning disabled motherfuckers. And we're going to talk about that later, right? But I mean, things that don't seem like it's going to work, right? House parties and shit don't seem like it's going to work. They're, they're very aggressively trying to give us sports for the money, and it doesn't seem like it's going to work, Right? They got the bubble with the NBA, well, as well as the WNBA. They got the little snitch line where you can tell on people that break quarantine. Um, I guess we're supposed to have Major League Baseball in nine days. I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Um, they're going to try to give us tackle football, which is weird because they're saying that in some kind of effort for safety, the players are prohibited from sharing jerseys. You know, at the end of the game, Katzel, something that you might have seen a lot of soccer players do historically where, you know, after the game, Katzel talk or whatever, exchange some pleasantries, and, and uh, they might exchange jerseys. Started seeing some NBA cats do that. Started seeing uh, some NFL cats do that also. And the National Football League has prohibited that. And it's kind of crazy because you're going to let these motherfuckers uh, sweat on each other and tackle each other and hit each other and breathe and lay and all types of shit on one another. But they can't change shirts. After, like, I can't give you the shirt that I was just wearing and take your shirt that you were just wearing. It's, I mean, the the illusion of safety, right? Um, but I'm going to hold off on talking about the NFL for one second. I'm going to talk about uh, a topic that I give a fuck about, particularly because um, I'm a real big fan of this player. But uh, Elena Deladon, uh, if you're not familiar she is um, uh, the MVP of the WNBA. Um, for my money, she is the best women's basketball player in the world. Uh, she wrote an article on the Players you know, Tribune talking about um, her issues with Lyme disease. And um, the, the treatment that she's receiving from the WNBA. And, you know, this might be something that a lot of women may be able to relate to. Um, 
I particularly believe a lot of black women may be able to relate to this because of uh, how our medical system treats black women in regards to their complaints not being taken seriously. Um, but she starts out this article by saying that she takes 64 pills a day. Uh, that's 25 before breakfast, another 20 after breakfast, 10 before dinner, and 9 before bed. Um, and I take 64 pills a day and I feel like it's slowly killing me. Or if it's not killing me directly, then I at least know one thing for sure. It's really bad for me long term. Taking that much medicine on that regular of a regimen is just straight up bad for you. It's literally an elaborate trick that you play on yourself, a lie that you tell your body so it keeps thinking everything is fine. It's a never-ending, exhausting, miserable cycle, but I do it anyway. I do it because I have Lyme disease. Okay? Um, and, you know, she took a picture of these pills, and, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a lot. I don't take any pills a day, right? I don't have any, um, you know, you know, like, luckily, knock on wood, right? I don't have any any serious medical afflictions that require me to take any type of medication. And I think that those of us that are considered quote-unquote healthy, um, A, we take that for granted. B, it's hard for us to empathize somebody in this position, right? So this woman um, is saying, hey, because I struggle with this, um, I am... Choosing to opt out of this experiment that you guys have. You know what I'm saying? Um, she and her personal doctors, excuse me, feel like she is living with an immune system that's high risk. And if she feels like she feels that way, and because her and her doctors feel that way, I'm okay with her not going to work. And I don't I don't know if there's some type of collective bargaining. I, I don't know if it if if it aligns with the rules as to why the league or her team is not um you know, is not giving her an exemption. I'm pretty confident after this article, I'm pretty confident they're going to make an exception. I don't see how, you know, you can have... At, for the WNBA, right, we have Maya Moore, who is an outstanding... I mean, one of the greatest basketball players in the history of the sport. Um, Maya Moore, she left the game to devote her time to issues that were greater than basketball, and we should commend that woman... Um, especially considering that uh, she accomplished one of the things that she wanted to accomplish, which was um, helping an innocent man gain his freedom. Um, and there are other, you know, pro athletes in this league that are choosing to forfeit their career to support their communities. Um, in this ongoing fight we have against anti-black racism, as well as this ongoing fight to receive justice from our federal government. So at a time when the WNBA 
is losing talent. You have your best player saying, hey, listen, um, I already take all these fucking drugs so I can play this shitty fucking league. Give a sister a break, yo. Can I, can I, you know what I'm saying? Can I just take this season off to get my shit right while y'all, you know, boom, 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 boom? I'm pretty confident that the WNBA is going to give this woman a break. Pretty confident that I'm pre- I'm 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 pretty sure that 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 they will, if not the WNBA, then the Washington Mystics will. Um, and Washington had an interesting week in sports. Um, you know, you may have heard that uh, the Washington racial slurs um, have finally decided to change their name because the money got involved, right? And now listen. Listen, it's incredible that these guys are trying to do a rebrand of a billion dollar business in like four weeks. They're they're trying to wipe the slate clean. They basically fired their entire front office. Um... And yeah, I don't know how successful this is going to be. I don't think it has to be successful. Um, I just feel like it's easier for the money to put on a display of force to get this name changed. So that um, we could give the appearance like, you know, where that we really give a shit about these people. And, and that's kind of, I mean, you, you would have to speak to one of our native brothers or sisters. You know, maybe they can speak more in, in, intelligently about this topic um, as it particularly pertains to the redskin. Um, but I can tell you from a black perspective, we don't really trust... Y- all these corporations, um, these companies, you know, these these uh, sports leagues, um, you know, all of these people that two years ago, three years ago, four years ago were the ops. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, and especially the NFL. There was nobody more loudly opposing a silent protest than the National Football League. So the question that I would have if I was a journalist, if I was a sports journalist in the Washington, D.C. area is, you know, what changed from when Daniel Snyder, the owner of of the Washington team, when he put out that memo, and in all caps, he said, I, you know, we're never changing the name. Like, what changed between then and now? What did you learn that was different? What influences, you know what I'm saying, did you have now that you didn't have then? How did we get here? Is the question that I would ask. Some of the questions that I would ask, Right. And now I'm hearing that um, the name would have been changed, except 
right? And kudos to him. This, uh, there was, there's a, a, a realtor. Oh man, I just had his name. Um, where is the guy's name? Here we go. Philip McCauley. Um, he's a realtor in, um, Alexandria, Virginia, right? And, and apparently he filed for trademarks for a whole bunch of team names and kudos to him, right? Because fuck you guys, buy that shit off of me, right? One of the, I mean, like one of the funniest ones was uh, trademarked by um, a guy named Raymond Lucci, guy trademarked the Radskins, right? But um, Philip McCauley trademarked the Washington Red Wolves, the Tribe, the Red Tails, the Monuments, the Veterans, Renegades, uh, Washington Braves, professional football team, uh, Washington Freedom Fighters, Washington Warhogs, um, Red Tailed Hawks. Potomac's, and I think like 40 something other teams. Kudos to him. Kudos to him. I love that kind of anarchy. I love that shit. I, I love that shit. And I mean, listen, Daniel Snyder got the money. He'll buy it from me, bro. You want, you know what I'm saying? Buy it from me, bro. But it's, it's, I mean, it's crazy how this type of bullshit gets rewarded. And I'm talking about Daniel Snyder. Um, you know, for all of that, for, for all of the symbolism, and we left before we took that, you know, our little um, like mini summer vacation. We left talking about don't fall for these symbols. Um, the mayor of D.C., very nice gesture. I believe she was the first to have Black Lives Matter painted on the street or, or whatever. But, um, you know, didn't, didn't get rid of qualified immunity for, you know, the Metropolitan Police. Also um, awarded this man a new stadium within the district. Because he's changing the name of the team. So this guy gets to be an asshole. And because he's an asshole and he's forced to do something by his sponsors, he's still rewarded with the new stadium that he wants that's largely going to be funded with public money. Public money. Billionaires should pay for their own fucking stadiums. Period. I mean... Listen, we got a system where they printed all this money. They loaned, quote unquote, all this money to these businesses. And they're not telling us who all got these loans. And... Regular people got a measly twelve hundred bucks, and somebody who was convicted of you know lying to benefit the president gets sentenced to years in prison, and the president's like, "Nah, bro, don't worry about that little charge, bro. You straight. Come on home, bro." 
because it's too dangerous for Roger Stone to be in prison because of COVID. But it's safe enough for children to go back to school because of COVID. And, and you know, we're going to talk about that in just a second. We're not finished talking about uh, our supreme leader. Um, one thing I don't understand, while I was gone, this was, this was maybe about a week ago this happened, but the Supreme Court rules, and, like, the headline is grand, right? It says the Supreme Court rules against Trump on tax records but grants hold up damn it here we go but grants um fuck that's not the headline god damn it i'm so sorry i just lost my spot here we go cnn man screw it i'm just gonna read the article here we go this is by uh ariane devogue and devin cole and erica orden for CNN, right? Uh, Trump loses battle on financial records, but Supreme Court ruling buys him time. I don't understand. Did he lose or didn't he lose? Right? So the Supreme Court, and, and like the fix is in, bro. The fix is fucking in, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so Chief Justice John Roberts penned seven to two opinion in the new york prosecutor case and was joined by two trump nominees neil gorsuch brett kavanaugh justice clarence thomas samuel Alito filed dissenting opinions we cannot conclude that absolute immunity is necessary for appropriate under is necessary or appropriate under article two or the supremacy clause our dissenting colleagues agree the chief wrote noting that the court is unanimous that there is no absolute immunity he added, we affirm that principle today and hold that the president is neither absolutely immune from state criminal subpoenas seeking his private papers, nor entitled to a heightened standard of need. Robinson also, excuse me, Roberts also wrote the 7-2 opinion and was carried down by the courses of whatever. While we certainly recognize Congress's important interests in obtaining information through appropriate inquiries, those interests are not sufficiently powerful to justify access to the president's personal papers when other sources could provide Congress the information it needs. All right. I thought that the Supreme Court was the highest court in the land. So if he's saying that... Um, you know, most of the justices on the court feel like, yeah, nah, he ain't got absolute immunity. However, Congress could go get the information from somewhere else, or they could get authority from somewhere else. What? Burdens imposed by a congressional subpoena should be carefully scrutinized for they stem from a rival political branch that has an ongoing relationship with the president and incentivized to use and, and incentives to use subpoenas for institutional advantage. I, yeah, that's true. That's true. If Congress wishes to obtain these documents, it 
should proceed through the impeachment power, he added. Uh, Okay. I thought we did that, though. You see what I'm saying? Listen. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Right? It's all bullshit. And it's just all bullshit. We got the uh <laughs> we got the Jeffrey Epstein, you know, girlfriend woman. Uh she's in custody and they want us to believe they bouncing her around from cell to cell, ducking assassins. So did Jeffrey Epstein commit suicide then? Or was the suit because I mean y'all are saying that y'all moving this woman from cell to cell to prevent having the suicide done to her. Eventually y'all gonna run out of cells, right? I mean, eventually we got I mean, right? What's gonna happen? You know what I'm saying? This is this is what we the fix is in, man. The fix is in. How do how do we how do we whatever? And and you throw that on top of the fact that, you know, we got um fucking what's that guy's name, man? Uh Peter what's that guy's name? The guy that was talking shit about Fauci. Listen. Listen. This corona shit is out of hand. We're at a time and like it, it's it's crazy cuz we can't even leave now, right? I joked earlier in this president's administration. I joked about like making sure your passport and shit was straight making. It. it don't even matter if if you got a passport, you can't go nowhere. Ain't nobody letting us in. I think Mexico letting us in because Mexico fucked up. And I think Brazil letting us in because Brazil fucked up too. And like Turkey because, you know, they'll kill your ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, it, we got the vice president saying that, you know, we're not going to take CDC information into account when we come up with a... Uh, whether or not we reopen these schools. And I'm not sure if Mike Pence knows what the CDC stands for. It's the Center for Disease Control. Um, I would listen to the Center for Disease Control about how to control a disease. Just saying, I would, I would, I would take into account some of the information that they give me. Some of the data that they give me. Um, so we have Dr. Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci. You, you, you may have heard of him. He's supposed to be the leading doctor that our government has in terms of infectious disease. And Peter Navarro is his name, right? The the trade advisor writes an op-ed in the USA Today um, kind of talking shit about 
the doctor that is giving us information based off of the data about a disease that's fucking our country up. Certain things shouldn't be political. I know that seems like a ridiculous kind of, you know, notion. Ridiculous in a sense that like, yeah, I agree. How the country fights an infectious disease that affects all human beings inside the country should not be up for debate if you vote for a Democrat or a Republican. It should just be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... uh, You know? It should be a political fight if a disease that affects your respiratory system you're urged to wear a mask to kind of obstruct objects entering and leaving your own personal respiratory system that just seems like common sense to me you know what I'm saying? It's 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 crazy how people want to make decisions without all of the facts. Why would you want to do that? Why would anybody want to do that? I would never want why would you want to buy a car without knowing the facts about this car? Why would you why would you want to do that? Why would you want to buy a house and you're not sure what year the house was built, who lived in the house before you, what color the house is, what material, what what type of wood the house is made out of? You're not really even sure about, you know, if you're supposed to be paying that property tax and you're just cool with it. Now, I get it if you don't trust the system, right? Because, again, if you are like me, there's a lot of things that you cannot trust about our government, right? There's a whole lot of things that, you know, you ain't really got to trust. Reasons. As to why you shouldn't. Things that don't inspire confidence. In you. Right? Like, you know, now they're running around with with like this vaccine thing. Everything is like a vaccine. Oh, you take this vaccine, take this vaccine. And it's like, yeah. But. Right? And like the but is, you know, now all of a sudden you want to take care of me. You want you now you want me in good health. But like when I ask for, you know, decent employment, decent housing, decent education, you know, when I ask for um, protection under the Constitution, it's like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, 
I get it. But if you are, I mean, like, if you support this government and you're a patriot and you rock with this government and, like, what the fuck is your problem? Right? So, here we are. Um... And you know what? I guess that I guess that this could this could kind of be like the we try to tell y'all segment. Not really like we try to tell y'all so much as like we try to show y'all. Right? I mean, dude, even now, New York has the you know, they're still number one in total cases in our country, followed by California. But goddamn Florida. Goddamn Florida. Right. And I mean, total test. And, yo, thank thank you so much, Johns Hopkins. Not sure how accurate this number is, but but we know that Florida's numbers ain't ain't really real right. Florida ain't be cheating like shit. They're not even like real right. You know what I'm saying? But but even with all this, New York's first, California's second, Florida's third, Texas is fourth, Jersey's fifth. Right, I mean, I mean, Jersey's still second in total deaths. Sorry, you know what I'm saying? Active cases, like, like, yo, all of our active cases in like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and all that shit, we on the decline. Eh, our side of Pennsylvania, not so much really the west side of Pennsylvania. Y'all niggas be tripping, but we on the decline. California, Texas, Arizona. What's up with y'all, man? Like seriously, seriously, and I mean, like this, this is like, like I mean, yeah, we, we <laughs> hey, y'all fucking up the jokes. We can't really have jokes when niggas in Georgia is throwing indoor pool parties at compound. It's hard to have jokes when y'all doing that shit, man. That's some nasty shit. That that's some nasty shit without no pandemic or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's some nasty shit to do. That's some nasty like you are, you are nasty fucker if you're at an indoor pool party in Atlanta in June of any year. You're nasty. You are a nasty, horny, nasty person. You're at an indoor. You know how hot it is in fucking Atlanta in June. You at an in Door pool party in Atlanta in June. Oof, you know that shit was funky. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to have jokes on other motherfuckers when y'all doing that shit, man. Everybody you follow in Houston, y'all motherfuckers been partying. And I'm talking about like partying in a way that y'all ain't got a party. Y'all don't got a party indoors. You feel what I'm saying? Yo, like, what's the point of having 6,000 square feet for fucking $300,000 if you just gonna have everybody crammed inside of a little-ass club? Like, that's some shit that we would do out here because we ain't got no space. What's the point of doing that, bro? Y'all niggas live in Marietta and shit. Like, y'all motherfuckers live, like... You feel what I'm saying? What's a fucking Houston suburb? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? What the fuck, man? 
What like what's what's really good with y'all? I'm 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 so I'm so curious. Like I'm so curious what like what like it, it, because it's because it, it, it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Like like we look at y'all, like it's yeah man. We laugh, yeah, yeah. We laughing at niggas in Sugarland, Texas, bro, because y'all niggas is ridiculous, man. And now Florida, not even telling the truth with they tests and all that, and and you got, you know, like Miami Dade County is out here putting out their real numbers in spite of what their governor is saying, and. Now we got, you know, some ruling, some government ruling, some government injunction saying that they're going to have to. What do you mean? That wasn't already in place? We we didn't already have something lined up to where as though hospitals and state agencies had to report accurate numbers. And even like, you know, like Miami Dade County, like the mayor of Miami, I believe, wanted to um, hire, I think, like eighty to a hundred con- contact tracers. This was maybe uh, like a month ago, or you know, what, you know, however long ago. I don't, I, I don't exactly remember as to when this person wanted to hire these people, but. Um, this was rejected by the by the Department of Health in Florida, saying that they are the only ones that had authority to hire contact tracers, and then proceeded not to hire any contact tracers. And what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Right? What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So, it's... it's um. Hey, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I don't I mean, I don't know. I don't I like I literally don't know. I know that I know that like we can't leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like earlier when I was saying like, you know, if you if, if you are a crazy person, you could just kind of go with the flow, man. You know what I'm saying? You find solace in the fact that, yo, man, everything's fucked up. So if everything's fucked up, I ain't really stuck with y'all. Y'all stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's an interesting concept. When you start thinking about motherfuckers being stuck with you, right? For example... You think Will is stuck with Jada, you think Jada is stuck with Will. Right? I mean, I mean, like, like we learned, we learned a great word. And it, this has been, I mean, this was like the joke that we needed. Right? The entanglement shit. That shit, that shit was spot on. And and that also shows. Like women, 
I mean, listen, they ain't, there's there's few things more slippery, pun intended, than a slick woman. You hear me? Oof. I'm about to turn this shit to a seminar, right? But let's look up the definition of entanglement. Right? Because she was spot on, boy. You hear me? Now, the action or fact of entangling or being entangled. For example, many dolphins die from entanglement in fishing nets. Okay? Second definition, a complicated or compromising relationship or situation. Boy, oh boy. Now, I don't think I, I, I don't think, I, I think this is our first time talking about this. I'm not sure if I even talked about the August Alcina. God, maybe I did. I think I did before we left. I'm not even going to check on it now. Who gives a shit? Um, but listen, I, I think that on, 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 all right, on a serious note, um, I don't appreciate what August Alcina did. I think that was very corny of him to um, talk about this woman's personal business in that way, right? I think that we struggle as a society um, viewing like women and a woman's, you know, like sexuality. We struggle with that. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, lots of things that guys can get away with that, you know, if a woman is rumored to have done, we don't, we don't, we don't critique them the same. You feel me? So as a man, I think that, you know, it's not our place to, to talk about, um, the privilege that women give us when they agree to have sex with us. I, I I think it's corny to be out here talking about, especially publicly. You know what I'm saying? Now, with that being said, if I had sex with Jada Pinkett at 23, I'm telling niggas too. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I think it's ridiculous that people are calling Jada a predator or whatever, saying she preyed on this man. I, I think that concept is ridiculous. Unless you want to talk about how often and frequently men do that type of shit. Um, I, I don't think it's fair for us to call Jada Pinkett a predator for having a consensual sexual relationship with a 20-something-year-old uh, man. When you're not calling Diddy a predator for having sex with his son's ex-girlfriend. Um, I, I, I think that if we start to view all people that um, have sexual relationships with people that are 20 or 30 or sometimes 40 years younger than them, um, we'd be calling a lot of hard legs predators um so yeah i don't think that that's i don't i don't i mean i don't think that jade is a predator just like i don't think that these men are predators most cases um thirdly and this is the last serious thing that i'm gonna say about this um 
I don't think that it's any concern of ours what these people do. Um, I don't think it's any of our business how they choose to conduct their marriage or live their life. Um, if they have an open marriage, if they swing, um, if Will Smith legitimately likes to have sex with men, I don't think that that's any of our fucking business. And I don't think that that's anything wrong with that. If these people want to have whatever kind of relationship that they want to have with consenting adults, goddammit, that's their business. Not ours. So let's get in these jokes. I am fucking curious as to how long Jaden Smith realized his, you know, every time his friend wanted to come hang out, he was spending more time with his mom than he was him. I wanted to have how long, how long do you stop asking a nigga to come over to play 2K? How many, you know what I'm saying? How many, how, how many times does he have to go get kidnapped by mom before you, hey, you know what? I'm not, I'm, I'm not, fuck that nigga. See me on the Xbox Live or something, bro. How was, you know what I'm saying? And then like the, the whole like, uh, the whole like, yeah, I ran it by Will. <laughs> that shit was fun. I ran it by Will. Nigga, no, you didn't. And I mean, yo, I'm and, and like I think that that's why Will had to be on that little bullshit Red Table Talk episode. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's why, like, like because it's it's not just so much that somebody is fucking your wife, but it's the it's the fact that you appear to be a cuckold now. You know what I'm saying? Um. I, I, it's, bro, I mean, it's Jada Pinkett. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's Jada Pinkett, bro. Listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I mean, I mean, like, who wouldn't fuck Jada Pinkett? You know what I'm saying? Like, who, who would, now, come on, it's Jada Pinkett, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's. You know, like fucking Jada Pinkett been bad since um I'm gonna get you sucker. Right? I mean shit. Her and Sally Richardson. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, yo. And and I mean, listen, hey, fellas, let this be a lesson to you. Some of some of my younger players that listen to this, right? Few of us are fortunate enough to be on some Floyd Mayweather shit where we never take an L. Right? So, because, I mean, listen, Will Smith is, I mean, he's he's still Will Smith. Let's be clear. Will Smith is still fucking Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? So, so Will Smith being the magnitude that Will Smith is, think about how many L's Will Smith has taken in like these past two or three years, right? I mean, he, for all of the things that Will Smith has accomplished, for all the things that Will Smith is, 
Will Smith still got to compete with a dead nigga. He's not even sure if he the first choice of his wife because of a dead nigga. Feel what I'm saying? And his wife still sometimes be talking about how much she loved this dead nigga. Now, you got some old fruity pebble hair ass nigga talking about uh 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 we was in a relationship and I was in love and 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 nigga he out here telling your family business to Angela Yee and shit. Young players, listen, you think it can't be you till it is, motherfucker. All right, you're gonna be you're gonna be really upset when you rich as fuck in your 50s and your queen is taking old fruity pebble hair 23 year old skinny niggas to bed. You're gonna be real fucked up. You're gonna be real fucked up. Trust and believe. We all take L's. We all take L's, little niggas. All right? Just remember, it ain't your pussy. It's just your turn. You man up and you deal with that shit. It, listen, that took that took balls by Will. That took balls. That took balls to sit there in front of your wife and the world and shit and talk about, go ahead, baby, tell them what you did. Tell them I ain't had shit to do with that. Yeah, tell these motherfuckers. That took balls by Will. Shout out to him, man. Um, something else, man. And this is, this is the, this is, this is probably going to be the last thing that we talk about today. But while I was gone, I noticed that, um, you know, Deshaun Jackson got jammed up. He, he, he made a post and the, the post was an image, um, of a quote by Hitler. Something about um, Hitler saying that, you know, black people were the true, you know, like Israelites. And um, once the, the Jews realized some bullshit. And I'm not here to justify Deshaun Jackson's post or anything like that. But there's this belief that's being th- thrown around about black people being anti-Semitic. And uh, we saw the shit that happened with Nick Cannon uh, today. Um, And listen, black people don't know what the fuck anti-Semitic is. Most black people, or at least black people from where Deshaun Jackson grew up, don't have time to separate white people into categories growing up i didn't know a jewish white person from any other fucking white person yeah maybe if you were like a hasidic homeboy and shit you know what i'm saying you had the curls with the little yarmulke and all that maybe if you were like a like an orthodox jew but i didn't know what an orthodox jew was then right but i i i I keep seeing this critique as it pertains to black people, mainly black men. And before it was just something that was reserved for Minister Farrakhan. And I always felt like it was bullshit that people would call the Minister Farrakhan an anti-Semite. 
Because when I would ask, hey, well, what did he do that was anti-Semitic? Or what did he say that was anti-Semitic? I never got a response. Oh, he said this, or oh, he did that, or, you know, I mean, it may be a critique on a particular Jewish person, but I don't think that just because you critique a Jewish person means that you hate all Jews. Just like if you critique a black person, don't mean you hate all black people. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, certain language may exhibit certain behaviors or not. For example, we're talking about Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson had a teammate by the name of Riley Cooper. And Riley Cooper, one time, was talking about one particular black person and made a reference saying that he would fight every nigger here. Now, why is it that when Riley Cooper says some shit like that, it's unfair for us to assume that all white men are racist? Why is it unfair for us to assume that all white men hate black people because of Riley Cooper? So you got Deshaun Jackson who posted... Something that was in somebody else's words. Maybe he agreed with the text. I don't know. I don't I don't know Deshaun Jackson. I didn't speak to Deshaun Jackson. I don't know. I do know that this country is full of fucking idiots. What I mean by that is ask. Shit, ask yourself, listening to this podcast, what you know about Adolf Hitler. Ask yourself who taught you what you know about Adolf Hitler. And then ask yourself if you trust these people as it pertains to anything else. All right? Now, let me be clear. Hitler's Hitler's attack on the Jews... Hitler's cause for the Holocaust and all of that shit was because of how much he hated black people. Because he was afraid of the allyship that black people and Jews can have. And even in the early parts, you know, of this this century, excuse me, not this century, but, you know, the 20th century, um one would argue that you know Jews were a very powerful ally or a, a very consistent ally for black Americans. A lot of brothers would feel like they were taken advantage of by some of the you know, but that's a that's a, that that's a separate conversation. Um but what we saw was when it was time for these resources to be dispensed. Black people was left out in the cold again. So there's a lot of resentment that 
older black people have towards the Jews because, yo, they was right with us when we was fighting civil rights. Once the resources got doled out, the niggas stopped being with us. The Jewish niggas stopped being with us. And then they started focusing on, you know, they own this, they own that, they own this, and they excluded us from that, right? Like, I know black people that's Jewish. Talk to them about how they get treated when they go to temple. You know what I'm saying? Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling was a Jew. Well, not is a Jew. He's a Jewish man. How does Donald Sterling feel about black people? Right? So that's that resentment that's there. And if you got people coming out the woodworks telling us that they Jewish and we didn't even know that they was Jewish. I didn't even know that Julian Edelman was Jewish. And Julian Edelman came out of, you know, I don't know where the fuck he came from. Honestly, he's been quiet all offseason because he had that assault charge that he got dismissed. And he's wagging his finger at Deshaun Jackson. About what about how Deshaun Jackson needs to educate himself and how he's willing to help the the re the the the, the re-education of Deshaun Jackson. Yo, bro, you got a fucking white supremacist on your team. You got a dude that 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 has a white supremacist militia group tattooed on his arm. You not taking that nigga to the fucking Holocaust Museum to talk to to, to try to get him to start loving Jews? Trust me, bro. White supremacists hate Jews a whole lot more than motherfucking Ice Cube do. Whole lot more. You ain't got to worry about Nick Cannon running up in no synagogue, shooting up no synagogue. You ain't got to worry about that. That's, that's shit that white boys do. You feel what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about Steven Jackson or nobody punching motherfuckers in the face outside some Jewish funeral in Brooklyn. You ain't got to worry about no shit like that. So now all of a sudden everybody wants to, to, to you know, do some type of education on uh, uh, what it's like to be a Jew. Let, let's go to the Holocaust Museum in fucking Poland. Yo, bro. How come y'all don't be trying to educate yourselves like this on no black shit? They had a hashtag, hashtag Jewish privilege that was floating around. Tons of fucking rich and famous fucking Jewish people talking about this, talking about that. And the internet's forever, bro. Niggas started pu pulling pictures uh, of some of these motherfuckers in blackface. Y'all couldn't educate yourselves about that to know that that shit was fucked up? To know that you weren't supposed to do that? Come on, bro. Don't fall for that bullshit. That's bullshit, man. Like, yo, it, yo, it's so crazy because no other time do, do people take anything seriously that black people say. Never. Never. Black women talk about being mistreated by these by these cops, by these race soldiers being fucking sexually assaulted by these cops. I don't mind listen to that shit. Black women talk about, yo, I'm in pain. Doctor, I need some help. Doctor, you know, they be at the hospital asking for help. Don't mind listen to that shit. 
They ask for help for their children. Don't nobody listen to that shit. Kids be dying and all types of crazy shit. But now, Deshaun Jackson makes a post and now y'all want to say, oh, no, no, you got to educate this nigga about. You feel what I'm saying? This whole time, we fucking white people on TV saying crazy shit. Rush Limbaugh every day. Glenn Beck every day. That Tammy Lauren Broad every day. I don't know if she's still on TV or not, but you know what I'm saying? Every day they would say crazy shit. They called Barack Obama wife, his baby mom, on a cable news network. Ain't nobody lose their job. Nick Cannon said some shit. And in the headlines, there is not a direct quote. I read the headline, and then I listened to the two-minute and 20-second clip on his podcast. And there's nothing you could take from the clip to justify it. His words may, might, it may have made you uncomfortable if you're a white person. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But again, if we can call a professional football team the Redskins, and if we can, you know, herald and applaud these athletes from a former decade and talk about their backstories, right? Like a Dennis Rodman, who when he was in Oklahoma, he played at a junior college whose mascot was the Savages. We could talk about the history of fucking human beings for 3,000 years ago. We could talk about that. We should be able to talk about that. Especially if you guys want to make progress racially. Because if we can't talk about the living conditions that people had 200, I mean, I mean pardon me, 2,000 years ago, how are we going to talk about the living conditions that people are in today because of what they look like? How, how, how are we ever really going to get to a point where we can accept the conditions that people's race and skin color put them in today. Can't tell me that it would be no different. Listen, man, we found out who killed Pop Smoke or they have suspects about who killed Pop Smoke largely because of where Pop Smoke was murdered. Period. If the residents in Flint, Michigan looked like the residents in uh, 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 fucking Auburn Hills, Michigan, or fucking Oakland, Michigan, Flint would have clean water. You know what I'm saying? So if we can't talk about all the history, if we still have to tiptoe around this thing, without making white people uncomfortable or else there ain't going to be any progress 
then what the fuck? Then then what the fuck is the point? Yeah, then do this shit without us. Do this shit without us, yo. I think it's fucked up that a company like Viacom chose to part ways with Nick Cannon because of this. Because if we pull fucking closets out of, I mean, fucking skeletons out of Viacom's closet, it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? And how do how do we how do we how do we move forward? Dig that shit up, man. Put it to the side. Move forward. Right? I'll end on this. Um We got that DMX, we got that Snoop battle coming. And I'll be honest, I'm not too excited. I think that um well there's a possibility we'll have another episode before this comes out um shit this might come out the day that the battle is uh i mean you know you know you know what i'm saying but um like i'm trying to think of 20 songs by snoop right not like 20 songs with snoop on it so like because like, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, like fucking G thing's a Snoop song. Right? Um You know, like New York, New York, that's a dog pound song. Two of America's most wanted, that's Tupac's song. So like when you think about like, you know, Snoop's song list. Compared to DMX's song list. And I think DMX is going to surprise a lot of people. Or remind a lot of people on some Roy Jones shit. Y'all must have forgot. Um, but I mean, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be for the culture. We'll check it out. And we're, and we're never going to see 50 do this shit because 50's too petty. Um, yep. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast, subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, whole lot of places. Um, Check us out. Subscribe, rate, and comment. Uh, I'll talk to y'all next week. Oh, man, we had a signature, but I forgot the signature. Fuck, I'm unprepared. We'll do it next week. We'll do it live. I'll talk to y'all later. Y'all take it easy, man. Please stay safe. Please. Yeet it.